What's up, everyone? Welcome to Mongols, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. I'm Mike. With me is Kevin Josh. Considering the lackadaisical way the Hounds played this weekend, we may or may not talk about them. We'll see. Let's go. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hey. How's it going? Howdy. Good. We we typically get in here a few minutes before the show starts and we have some time to just like rant. And today we were like, just do it. We're just gonna do it. we're gonna do it live. We'll just do it live. We'll just we'll just have the rant live. Um Kev, how are you feeling? Better. Um yeah, I mean it's been about almost exactly a week now from like testing positive. Uh yeah, I mean it's first time. First time I had COVID. Um you know, and I haven't been sick in like three years because, you know, just we you don't do anything during the era of COVID. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was not fun uh, to state the obvious, uh, you know, chills, body aches, temperature, headache, congestion, cough, you know, sore throat, all that stuff. Um, so it knocked me out for a little bit, but uh, but I'm back. I'm ready. And, uh, you know, I'm ready to like embrace the world for like two weeks until <laughs> I, don't I was gonna say go like, you get to go like all the things now like you gotta you gotta get out of free get get out of jail free card you got a hall pass you can yeah. go do whatever the heck you want feel like superman for two weeks and then, that's uh, right man. jump in front of cars yeah, like it's exactly. just, do it all yeah so yeah, yeah. well good how in, in riley's doing okay yeah um she just i think like she's just like two days behind me i think um like she ended up testing positive like two days after I did, and her her like peak COVIDness was about two days after me. So um, I'm feeling a little better than she is right now, but yeah, she's she's up and moving around and doing everything fine. So good, good, good. Josh, you celebrated your 20th birthday this weekend, so uh, happy birthday to you. 20th birthday, yeah, sure, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah, 38 years old now. Or as Liz likes to remind me, no, 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 you are on your 39th year. You've already had 38 years, which... Have we talked okay. about how your wife is the worst? Like, uh, okay, the yeah, worst. right? That, that's that's <laughs> my, my, father, my father-in-law says the same thing, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, we get it, we get it. All right, yeah. So 38, uh, yeah, yeah. It was a fun birthday up until having to watch the hounds on your birthday be completely dreadful uh in front of a bar full of people and like <laughs> it's like you know you at bulldog when we have watch parties it's like 90 percent of us sometimes or like 50 50 depending on the day this one was actually mostly all of our supporters but you still have like the couple of people there who are like you know oh soccer's on the tv we're gonna watch it since we're already in here and i just felt embarrassed it's like yeah this is the team we support <laughs> didn't you guys say this team was really bad the, the team we're playing against yeah they're they're terrible <laughs> okay were, were you sitting there looking at the the new case at bulldog holding the old guard shield and just like just like reaching for it hoping it doesn't have to leave after a oh, game yeah. like this yeah that, that was i was like <laughs> we just had this case built like jesse did all this work to get it built the owner of bulldog and like looks great We've decorated it. We have a little, you know, tchotchkes in there, but that's the only trophy in there is the old guard shield. 
Uh, and yeah, it's like, cool, cool, cool. Now that might be going to Charleston. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I, they better have travel supporters because if, if we do have to send to Charleston, I don't want to mail that thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so heavy. So like if they have traveling supporters, at least I can like just chuck it to them <laughs> at the game. Be like, here you guys go. Take it back. <laughs> Well, I mean, if if they win it, they just have to come get it. That's all. Like, you're happy to hand There's it to rules. them, but There's like, rules in place. Yeah. So one of the rules is we have to ship it. <laughs> oh, but that's, rough. that's only if there's no like, you know, if we can't hand it off. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but we just have everybody to win saying four zero uh, when they come to town. That's all. No big deal. Yeah, no sweat. Actually, I think we can um, draw, and it's still ours. I think. I, I meant to look, this is how like just disinterested I am in this whole thing. I meant to look at the schedule. I think we play them two more times. And so it's actually like best of three, but no, I could be totally making that up. It's never best of three. It's always going to be, I think it's the last one that you play. So like if there's two home games against them, it's going to be the last home game. I think. Do oh. we play them three times though? I didn't, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I typically do all sorts of work, and I was like, I gave up on this game, so I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a ton of energy after the fact for sure. Um, yeah. While Josh looks that up, it sounds like everybody's saying you happy birthday at the at the oh. pub. Was, yeah, uh, yeah, that was miserable as well. But yeah, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Having a whole pub singing happy birthday. Eh, not my thing. Not my thing, but like I said, it was mostly still our number, so it was no big deal as far as yeah. like embarrassment level. Um, did also get a kitten. Uh, it wasn't really my birthday present. It was just Whoa. happened to be the same day <laughs> or not the same day. It was uh, the next day, Sunday. So have a new addition in Dora to the house. She's she's very cute. Liz was uh, sharing pictures earlier. So how old is she? Uh, like six weeks or something like that. I don't know. Oh, wow. So like really, it's, it's a kid. Yeah. 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 Went to that's animal awesome. shelter and found a completely gray cat because that's always what we were looking for is like a nice blue Russian looking cat. So matches your shirt and your beard and your yeah, everything teeth. else. So, yeah. 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 It's yeah. <laughs> good. 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 What do I like to do to the other pets in the house? Are they acclimating? We only have one other cat, uh, mm. Una, and Una is definitely not amused by the fact that we have a kitten in the house. She's not as bad as she could be. She's not like swatting at her or anything like that. She's just anytime indoor gets close to her, she just starts hissing at her. Mm. And then indoor is just like, Oh, cool. You know, no big deal. I'll just rub up against you. You'll hiss. And I walk away. So <laughs> she's non phased by it at all. So hopefully she gets over it here soon, but we'll see. Back to Charleston for just a second. Bill Gordon uh, put in the chat, just a home and home with Charleston with return on August 31st at Stadium Highmark. So, yeah, we got one more shot on August 31st to make up for that 3-0 deficit, which is just super duper. Um, I'm going to prolong talking about this game as much as I can. Uh, Saturday morning, we went to we took a tour of Connemaw Dam, which was kind of crazy like i'm thinking i don't have you guys seen like vegas vacation where like chevy chase is like in the dam like first of all all of the like damn damn tour jokes like it just (laughs) it just didn't stop so even the kids were like is this the damn tour and i'm like i know what you're saying and it's fine because like this is the only time you can get away with it um (laughs) but it was awesome well so first of all 
uh, I was thinking it was just like this little dam. I, I had to get clearances through the army, like had to send them like my Soch. They had to make sure I wasn't going to like blow this thing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kev, your face. Um, it was about 13 stories high. And at the top, it was just metal grating. So like as you're walking, you're just looking 13 stories down to like cement and water just like pouring out. And the kids are like running and jumping like, yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm going to crawl on this thing. And and especially since we had some like real little kids with us and there were spots that like they could fit their foot through. And I was like, nope, nope. And so the tour guides, you could tell they weren't used to like having kids there. And they just wanted to keep standing up there and talking and talking. And I'm like, can we go inside? Let's go inside. Let's go inside right now. We should go inside. We should totally go inside. <laughs> um, but then once you're inside, it was like, it was like you were in the bat cave. Like, first of all, you had like 30 feet of cement on all sides of you. It's like literally just like this tunnel that you can walk through. And they literally had bats in there for a while. They still get water that like seeps in. And so the calcium from the water creates the stalactites that actually like hang down inside. Um, and it's always a constant 55 degrees in there because like you're so insulated that the temperature is just the same year round. Um, but it was really, really cool. And they were talking about how when they inspect it, they actually like close the doors to the dam so no water can get through. And then they walk the tunnel to like get to that door. And so you have to walk like a hundred yards down this tunnel knowing there's just this steel door keeping the water from getting at you and just blowing you all the way out. Um, but it was awesome. I, I was not expecting, I was like, ah, we're going to go on this damn tour. And, um, and it turned out to be, you know, probably the highlight of the day since the hounds were so putrid. Did, but, you, uh, did you say what dam it was? I can't remember what you said. It's a Connemaw dam, which Connemaw. is, um, okay. I mean, I'm trying to, it's in Connemaw. It's like up near, I guess it's up near Kiski. Um, up that way so yeah you're saying a lot of words i don't know what they mean i know it was interesting kev you will you'd appreciate this they had a they have a power generation station that's further down river and they were like oh you know everyone is like hydropower like it's so green it's great we should just do everything hydropower and they said that the one downside of hydropower is the water pushing past the turbines it creates so much friction that the water heats up so when they pump the water back into the river it basically like cooks any wildlife that are like living in the river like near where it enters so there's like this whole thing of like how do we do this and not like destroy ecosystems still um and that was just a trade-off that i had never considered i was just like oh yeah it just pushes the turbine and it's great and it's free energy and it's like yeah there's trade-offs so so yeah did that when you that was very cool but I think we need to talk about the game, Mike. I don't. I, I really don't want to. Um, what else did we do? We got. We 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 sort of prepped. We're supposed to leave Friday to go to uh, Asheville. So Kev, we'll be seeing you there. Looking um, forward to it. Yeah, I don't know if we'll. I don't think we'll record anything. We'll see. Josh, it'll be up to you guys to to do a show if you want to do a show after RGV. Um, we'll see yeah. how the performances. I, you know, honestly, like this is kind of where I'm at. I mean, I, all right, we, we, oh, crap, we've gone like 12 minutes. I guess we have to kind of talk about this. I, I real I, anything else we could talk about? Like literally just hand it over. Just hand yeah, it let's over. just talk about the game. What four tickets it. went on sale the other day, okay. didn't they? Right. Miss Marvel, Obi Wan. Anyone want to talk about? No. All right. Uh, Fine. Charles. Okay. So. 
you know, full disclosure on this one. Um, I, I literally turned the game off at halftime. So the hounds were down three, nothing at halftime. Uh, I, I put up a Twitter poll saying that literally my son walked in and was like, can I watch into the spider verse instead? And I was like, Nah. So I threw up a poll. I said, you know, son asked, can we watch into the spider verse? Should we watch it or should we keep watching the hounds? And 80% of the 30 people responded said, go watch into the spider verse. So that's what we did. Um, so I only have the, the first half as a takeaway. Um, gentlemen, I'm Josh. I'm assuming you stayed at the bar for the whole game. Do you got any takeaways from this one? Not great. It wasn't a great game. It was right within the first two minutes of it. Uh, the first goal was a back pass that went awry. It went, what was it, Griffin to Forbes, and then Forbes went to pass it back. Um, couldn't tell who he was passing it to, but it just went right to the feet of uh, Charleston, who didn't look like he get closed down at all. Like He just kind of like dribbles it around. No one's around him at all, and then he kind of lines up a shot and takes it in the bottom left corner and it's I, I wouldn't even say it was like the best shot like I feel like all around like keeper could have gotten it defenders could have blocked it back pass should not have been to you know no one it, it was just bad and that was like an omen for the game to come but although like after that even though it wasn't the most exciting game it nothing happened I mean the second goal didn't happen until the almost the 40th minute so it wasn't like we were, you know, on the back heel the whole game and looked like we were going to lose. What was it five minutes in, like <laughs> almost like three minutes after that goal, we did have another uh, shot against us that looked like it was pretty dead on. And I'm it was surprised. Off a set piece. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was like we're lucky that it, that didn't go in. So it could have been worse uh, after the, you know, in the first half until it got worse in the first half. <laughs> in the 40th minute or 38th minute on uh, and they got two more goals so yeah it looked terrible it looked terrible everywhere it doesn't it didn't look great but at least there for the first half i thought we were gonna hold our own go into halftime a goal down bob was gonna give his talk and we were gonna come back out and maybe get a goal and you know go on to win it and then 30th minute just another goal and then another goal and it's like okay never mind this game's over and it looked like everyone on that field that was, you know, every, every hound on that field thought the game was over after that. And it, it never felt like we had an opportunity. It felt like they, they thought it was over after the goal five minutes in. Like it was just, Kev, am I no, being too harsh? No. Um, I, no, I thought we played really badly. <laughs> like really badly. Um, and I don't know. I can't, I, it's almost really hard for me to talk about this game given no like structure uh like i kind of like I, I feel like there's a lot of actually really kind of relevant and important information to talk about like the team as a whole in like smaller details in this game um i mean yeah it, i don't i mean that that's it like we weren't playing an amazing team it's it, like the josh, worst team in the east jo josh you you kind of like led up to it um i would say every one of their goals you can make an argument off the corner every every one of their goals came from um a giveaway and even i think i think the corner they had where they scored the second goal came from a giveaway that we had um no it was just really it was it was really 
sloppy, really tired, really lethargic. Um, you know, yeah, Kenny loses. Kenny has a turnover for the first goal. And I went back, you know, in the second goal. And I, Kenny's amazing. I'm not, you know, this isn't me trying to take it away anything from him, obviously. But that's Kenny's man that he loses way too easily, um, where the guy gets a clean header on the near post for the second goal. Um, and then DeSantos the goal. Was it was it the third? I thought DeSantos. The third goal? No, third goal, Kenny got burned. And then the ball was played, I think, through Ordonez's legs. And he got burned too. So when there was and there was balls where like I think like and Kenny wasn't the only one. There were other people trying to pass too, but he was trying like you know thirty yard cross field diagonals that just like weren't coming off. Like there was one I remember where it was one of the few early chances that we kind of had. It wasn't a chance, but like Cicerone was making a back post run and someone just tried to do like a big diagonal to hit Cicerone on the back post. He had a he had a Charleston guy all over him who was bigger than him and it was a floated ball. Like so this wasn't, you know, he had room to run and he could have taken it down and could have gotten a shot. It was just bad decision after bad decision. Really slow. I mean, I have a quote here that I I, I took down while watching the game. The commentator, it was this was after one nil, and they made the argument that we were slowly getting a, a foothold in the game. And he, and he said, Pittsburgh playing with a silent confidence. And I was like, no, this is, this is a, a lethargic sloppiness. This isn't a silent co- confidence. This is a lethargic sloppiness. And it they was, were trying, yeah. they were trying to spin it for us. They were trying to like, yeah. Yeah, uh, no, they're, they're going to come to life. Don't worry. Keep watching people. No, it was, it was really bad. Um, and, you know, I think the, it changes when he starts making, you know, hockey line substitutions by the end with, you know, Ibarra's doing a little more. Um, Toby Sims comes in and people are just snapping into challenges a little more and, and not looking tight. You know, I don't know. So, I mean, what I think like our best chance comes towards the very end where I think Griffin makes yeah. a, a late run into the box. Look, I, and there, at some point I get it. You've made a lot of subs. You're 80 minutes into a game where you've down, been down three nil, but like Sims crosses the ball, and we we have we have Griffin making a run and Dequa, and that's it. Like we're three nil down, guys. Like throughout the like when we were better earlier on in the season, we were regularly getting four, like four people into the box, you know, into into a cross and trying to like put put balls home. It's 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 really bad, and I'll kind of I'll kind of sum up. By saying, okay, you know, so once again, poor on the road. Um, and I just, I'm trying to remember, like, connect the dots of like when for me might have been, in retrospect, a potential turning point in the season so far. It might have been the Louisville game. I mean, but like before the Louisville game, I think we were connecting passes and finishing chances that we just aren't now. And I don't, you know, we've had, we've had moments of it where we were able to show it particularly at home, obviously. Um, but I don't know. It's been, it's, it feels like a pretty big difference pre Louisville and post Louisville, this team. Um, Cause yeah, I mean, it's like, we usually grow into the season, blah, blah, blah. And it's, this isn't, you know, this is something that we've lost. It's not something that like the, the, the league caught up to us in, in this. It's, it just feels weird. There were, there was a moment in the Detroit game where I remember standing there watching it and 
it is. It's a completely different, you know, this is not, I'm not saying anything new here to everybody who's in the steel army. It listens. It's a completely different perspective when you were like looking down the, the gut of the field from behind. But there were a number of moments where you look up and literally nobody was moving off the ball. Like literally they would get to a position and just stand still. And then there was a moment in this game that I tweeted about that Shane Wheat had the ball at his feet. Nobody was pressuring him from the battery and he could not find a pass because nobody on our team moved at all to get open for him. And that's all mental. Like that. It's just like you had an entire week off to like rest. I, I get that you're traveling. Like you shouldn't be tired. It's, it's mental. And to, to kind of support that too. I mean, like I've kind of said this it's somewhat jokingly some, and somewhat serious, but, and I think it points to a larger kind of mental thing that you're talking about, Mike, when, I don't know, I, growing up, I used to like love slide tackles and it was like, yeah, get it. You know what? I, wait, 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 watching them or performing them? Uh, both. I mean, it, to me, it, it was, <laughs> is that it was, why your career ended a little early? Cause, uh, no, like no, but see, it's actually interesting. There, I liked slide tackles, and this is kind of supporting the own. I, you know, I've heard people talk about this. You, you, you slide tackle when you're when you when you're late, like yeah. when you haven't read the play and you're not on top of it, and you're you know, yeah, and and you're you're out of control, and that's I didn't like to run, so I slid <laughs> so I slide tackled <laughs> a lot. I didn't read the game, but like it was. 10 minutes in and I'm seeing Forbes and Griffin like go down and try to do slide time. And, and it's like, and look, <laughs> I don't think that like that alone doesn't say we're terrible. You know I mean? Like, Oh, if you slide tackle, therefore you're, t-, you know, but I, it is, I think indicative of potentially larger things of it's, it's just, a, it's a minor supporting piece of evidence that I think goes into Mike, what you were saying. Um, yeah. So, just looking at this game in sort of the, the microcosm of what's happened in the past four weeks, we got two points out of a possible 12 against Tampa, Miami, Detroit, and Charleston. Now, I think we all expected Tampa and Miami to be decent teams. Um, Detroit and Charleston, we did not expect. Like, Charleston still um, is sort of bottom of the East. So, like, where that came from, Somehow, I mean, this this is sort of the thing that, that drives me so nuts about this team is it feels like we have this ebb and flow every season, right? Where we're like, ah, we look great. And then it's like, ah, we're terrible. And sometimes it starts with, ah, we're terrible. And then we get great. Even with all of this, we're literally one win back from second place in the East. So like while we're struggling, like everybody, everybody else is struggling too, but to, to sort of put it in perspective, the, the USL power rankings came out today, which are total rubbish. Like I, I never read them, but because I knew we were going to sure. come on the show, I was like, I wonder where they got just like, where, where did they put the hounds again? No stock in this at all. At one point, I think we were as high as second and we are now at 13 out of 27. So we went from a team at the beginning of the season where some of us, it wasn't me, said we were not going to lose a game all year. <laughs> and Definitely and now you. we are literally squarely in the middle of the field when it looks when you look at every other team playing in the USL. So, you know, I, 
I don't know how you fix this. Like yelling isn't going to fix this. Bob put in um, Iang and like literally called him over to the sideline twice in the first three minutes to like coach him and like tell him how to play, which it's like, you're down three, nothing like let him play. Just like, let him play. And he showed moments. He showed flashes. I didn't turn off right at halftime. I stayed for like 10 minutes in and then Miles Morales was the rest of the evening. But um, what do you do? Like, I, I, does anybody have any ideas? I got nothing. I don't know. I mean, okay. I do think I don't want to push the panic button right now. I, I feel like we're we're there right now. Like, a lot of people are like, Full on panic right now. Josh, this we just the, lost three nothing to the worst team in the East. This is the worst game we've had all season. This is yeah, definitely I, I, the worst game. And like that's that is a game. Like I wouldn't if you took this game out of the equation, would you be pushing the panic button right now? I don't feel like you can one game does not make like I you can't base all this all, all one game. And I will say like the couple of results previously were also concerning but nothing was like dire i feel like drawing detroit detroit isn't a terrible team we thought they were going to be terrible they're not terrible um and that is going that game is a game that has more i don't know emotion than most as far as like on their side and our side and like it feels like a rivalry and, and i feel like detroit wants to prove themselves so like when it comes up against like us or Louisville or like one of the top teams, they're going to like have the passion that I feel like this team is lacking right now. Uh, I will say that is one thing I am panicking about. I don't feel like our team gives a damn, um, which sucks. Like I want I mean, our players to care and I don't think they do care. Like there, there's, there's, there's show hardware in this game, man. Like, yeah, we, like, I don't even think shield they, was up for this game. Yeah. I bet you 90% of them don't even know that. Like, and I don't know if that's, you know, our fault. Like, we need to be tagging the players or something like that. But I also think it's on the team. It's on Bob. It's on, you know, the organization. Like, I don't think, I bet you that never came up once. And I, I don't know if it should. I don't know if it should matter. They should be playing their hearts out no matter what is going on. But the fact that they just seemed not to give a damn this game. Like, it was embarrassing how slow they were out there. And... I know that, you know, we were missing, what, Dixon? Uh, yeah. It looks like we were kind of like, there was nothing officially said, but I'm pretty positive his wife, uh, this is the month she's due. I don't know when she's due. I just know she's due this month. So most likely he missed because of that, which completely legitimate. <laughs> but if one player leaves, that shouldn't make the whole team fall apart. And I don't think Dixon is the reason why we lost this game, obviously. Like hmm. having him wouldn't have made that big of a difference. Um, but yeah, the passion just didn't feel like it was there. I don't know what that is. And it's this game. So I'm not going to panic about it, but that's like the only thing I can really think of right now is, is that lack of passion. Kev, have you, I mean, you've watched probably more soccer. Well, I shouldn't say that. Um, you've watched other teams more than I think probably Josh and I have maybe combined. Um, have you, (laughs) You've, I'm sure you've seen this before. Does anything come to mind, like how teams ultimately shake this off, short of like canning somebody or you know throwing somebody to the bench? Like, it, I don't know what you do. Like, 
Do they all go on an expedition together on the Gateway Clipper? And like, (laughs) this is not, I mean, look, there's not an easy fix to it. I I, know there's not an obvious answer that that just stares everyone in the face. I mean, I think you you just take it one game at a time. You try to, you try to tie or win a game and then just build on it. I mean, you know, we've been good at home. You try to use that as a springboard and, and just slowly turn it around though. I think it's, I think it's one of the hardest things is when people get in, when teams get in ruts like this, I mean, it's yeah. Like how, how do you stop the bleeding? Like, yeah. No, I, I mean, you, you know, there, there's a lot of tropes you can say, you can be like, hey, you know what? All right. We're going to batten down the hatches in the next game. We're just not going to, we're not going to concede. Right. We're going to put 10 people behind the ball and we're going to do this. And we're going to do that. I don't think that's the right call, What? but you know what? I don't know. So we'll see. I, I, this, I think to me, it points to, it's not a, it's not a talent issue. It's not a, honestly, I don't even know if it like, like a work ethic thing. I, I'm not going to sit here and try to, you know, suggest that players aren't putting it in hard enough. I'm not around and that's, you know, they're professionals. This is, that would be a pretty damning critique from me sitting here in my armchair. Um, but I, I think a lot of the times, you know, confidence can kill stuff. Certain kind of like morale, cultural, you know, things in the locker room. If, if like, you know, the culture is not set right or if players just aren't getting on with each other, you know, that could be a thing. Um, but yeah, no, I think, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not entirely like, so maybe something changes me. But like we were clicking so well at the beginning of the season, so I don't I know. I don't, I don't know. There, I don't have an answer. It's just you try to take one thing at a time. You try to simplify everything. Stop thinking about other things you can't control. Stop looking two, three, four games out ahead, and just look at the next game and just try to consolidate and do what you can, and then slowly try to, try to you know turn the oil tanker around. Josh, you were the most positive here of us. Do considering that you've said you know this was our worst game of the season. Do you think, like, in your heart of hearts, do you think that this game is going to be a wake-up call where, like, okay, we hit the bottom, now we're going to start climbing back up? Or do you think that this is a sign of things to come? Like, is this a, you know, a disease that we have to eradicate before we can start climbing back up again? Here's here's the big issue. This game is in the middle of a stretch, right? So, like, we have... The Detroit game should have been, you know, they just, you know, you win at home, you, you draw away like and that we drew at home and that felt like, oh, there's something wrong. And then you have this game three zero away, but you're playing against one of the worst teams in the league. So you're like, that's bad. And now we have to go and play Rio Grande uh, like away. And that's like going to be a hard way game because it's a lot of travel. It's, you know going to be hot and it's probably going to like there's a lot of factors there that's that one's going to be another hard game for them um which okay the first hard game i think that should have been hard <laughs> this in this uh three game stretch and then you come back and you play the rowdies and like that's that that is a hard stretch right now for them to be in after having this you know crap start uh against I guess you could go back against the Rowdies as well. The first loss and then a draw, then a draw, then a loss. So it's like you're in a rut and the, you know, the next three games or next, at least two games uh, don't look that great for you. 
So I don't know. I'm not saying that they have to turn around next game and they have to get a win to turn around. Like I think a draw in that game and a draw against the Rowdies. Like I don't want to see those two draws. I want to see at least one of those be a win, but just stemming the bleeding might be the answer. Yeah, stop right the now. bleeding. Yeah. So like it, it sucks. Like I don't want that. Like I want us to like go out and like feel like we can win against both these teams. And I think we can win. Like the team that we saw at the beginning of the season could win against both these teams. Um, but if the confidence isn't there, if the whatever it is, the mojo is gone right now, like just don't completely fall down that hill. I mean, you, you could do some small tweaks to just make yourself a bit more stout. Like one, I look Forbes is an easy scapegoat for this game. And, and, but he's by no means the only one who didn't have a good game. Um, but like something you could like while watching the game, while you know watching Forbes have a particularly poor game, I was I was just I'm, like in that moment I was done seeing him in the middle of a midfield. Like I like if you want be our creative force out wide. I don't want you like not not being an engine in the middle of the field. Maybe there are points against certain teams, certain stretches, maybe in away games where Griffin can't be the sole engine in a midfield, maybe, you know, he can't do the running for, you know, an, uh, like another part. I'm not, not saying that maybe Kenny, you know, maybe his running is about half of what Griffin's running is, but he contributes obviously to creativity and playmaking and, and chance creation. Um, you know, maybe it is, I know earlier in the season, it was, you know, Griffin alongside a bar or something with Kenny in a different spot or Griffin alongside Rivera or something. Um, that might be something maybe in the short term where, you know, that could help. But yeah, I don't know. What about Kelly? Dane Kelly, like, was he, he like, I forgot so I, he was playing the whole game. Like the, the first half he was in the whole first half. I'm like, not once was I like, oh, what's he doing? And it's like, nope, just disappeared. When we play Rio, Rio Grande, um, by that point, by kickoff, it'll be about two months since he's last scored a goal for the Hounds. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, and I mean to like pour salt on the wound. I don't know if it was during half. It had to be during halftime. The announcers picked their all-time like top five players in the USL, and every one of them picked Forbes and Dane Kelly as one of their top five, and it was just like. And here they are on the field getting battered three nothing by the best team in the East, and it's just like oof. So I mean, by the worst team in the East, but yes, or the worst ahead. team in the East. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, just I think yeah, it's just I think it's really in these moments. Not to go back to a previous point that doesn't have an answer, but like I don't know if the answer is you pull them all in for a five thirty workout and keep them there forever, or I don't know if the answer is we're not even watching tape of this game. We're all going to go get ice cream and go dancing. <laughs> like I, it could be either one of those. I don't know. Look, I, I mean, I remember Kev when, you know, to take this over to the premier league a few seasons ago, when Aston Villa beat Liverpool seven, two, like mm-hmm. you didn't watch the game. And so like, I wasn't sending you updates or anything like that. And after you heard the final score, you're like, I'm not going to watch it. Klopp's reaction was like, it's an anomaly. Like we're just not, we're not even going to pay attention to it. Like we're just going to go and prep for the next one 
and that's it. You have to just put it behind you. So maybe that is the tactic. Maybe Lily just, like you said, takes them out for ice cream and then they go and they prep for RGV. The thing is, I think this would be different is if this result came after, out of nowhere. Well, yeah. yeah. And, and we were winning games left, right, and center, playing well, playing confident. I mean, the reason why that Liverpool thing plays is because Klopp can look at Champions League winners in the eyes and say, you're not seven, like, you're not seven, two. Like, we know this. This doesn't need, like, doesn't even need to be said. Forget about it. At this point in time, with some of these players, like, <laughs> like you can't say, don't worry, guys, you're the best team in the East. Like, no, no one's believing that. Like, so yeah, it's it's a hard it's a hard position to be in. Oh man, but yeah. I agree with Josh. I don't. I mean, I'm nowhere near panic button. Um, I, I I feel like I I get close to these emotions every season under Bob, and then like he just finds a way to to turn it around, and we end up playing well towards the end of the season. It's not a guarantee. I'm just saying there's a precedence for it. And these are a really good group of players. So I, and I don't see us playing that badly for the rest of the season. I just don't, they're, they're too good. Well, and I think, I think that's the most frustrating part for me is I am much more interested in the performances because if the performances are good, then the results will follow. And what we've seen is that the performances have not been great. I mean, you know, we talked last week about the XG of how, you know, we should have had two and a half goals against Detroit and we had one, Um, you know, that that was a bit of an anomaly. But like you could go back and look at a number of games where it felt like we were scoring at will early in the season. And now, like, we can't pay to put the ball in the back of the net. But even with all of that, as I as I put the table up on the screen, again, we have 24 points. Memphis is sitting at the top with 28. So like, I, it's frustrating because we know that these guys can perform better than they are. And yet we're sitting through this slog fest and all it's going to take is like, two games and we're going to be back in the top three and everyone's like, Oh yeah, they're a shoe in for the playoffs and like, everything's going to be fine. And that's like the maddening thing to me. It's just that I don't know if it's just the, the level of the USL or what it is, but there almost doesn't have to be a consistency. Like, I think we want that consistency. We want to see like dominant, like put your foot on the throat of the opponent and just bury them every week. And that's just not, what we're going to see. We're going to see this like crazy up and down. So even at this point, we're four points back from first, but we're literally one game ahead of being out of the playoffs. Miami's sitting on 21 points and we have 24. So like at this point, we could just as easily be out of the play. At this point next week, we could potentially be sitting outside of the playoffs. So like that's, that's a reality. Now, do I think that that come the end of the season that we're going to miss the playoffs? No, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think it's more likely that we end up in the top four than we end up out. But, boy, they, I mean, mm-hmm. heart that's... palpitations, man. Yeah, it's stressful. And it's it's also like, you got to remember how early it is in the season. Like, it's... it's. 
I mean, we're almost halfway through, though. Like, it's... We're not almost halfway through. Aren't we, like, a third of the way through? Like, maybe... We're closer to a third than we are to a half. How many games are... 32 games in the season? We're at 14. Okay. (laughs) Like, we're we're getting there. We're getting close. You're right. It doesn't feel like it, but, like, we are. Yeah. 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 By the time we play Tampa at home, we'll be halfway through the season. So weird, though, because also it's like... That's... It's mind-boggling to think where the table's at right now because of the fact that it is like two wins gets us second or first place, two losses gets us out of the playoffs. It's yeah, that's wow. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy how tight it is right now. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about the playoffs. I'm worried about just one. I want more than playoffs. Like we've had playoffs now under Bob the whole time, and we've never really shown up to the playoffs. Um, I was more excited about getting top of the league, even though it was top of the East, even though that year we didn't really play the West, but whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that, that was more exciting to me than anything that's happened. Modern era of the Hounds. Yeah. So I would like to see that, but I want to see a deep run in the playoffs and I want to see us at the top of the table. And like both those things feel real, really far off right now, as far as like what all we have to do to get there. Uh, if we are going to perform like this, we're not going to probably do either. We're going to make the playoffs bow out early, and uh, I'm tired of that. I want to see more. So hopefully the team does too uh, and actually does the work to, to get us there. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess turning the page to this weekend then, you know, we have RGB on Saturday. It's at 8.30 p.m. because it's going to be out west. Um. What is What is the... I mean, is the best case scenario in this game just a point? Like, I know the absolute best is we go in and we win. We we all hope for a win. But, like, if we come home with a point, you're going to be like, okay, like, fine. Like, reset. We're not bleeding. Kevin, you're shaking your head. You're also muted. muted. Yeah. <laughs> Especially. <laughs> as he makes a face at us. Thanks. Yeah. So, no, no. That was facing me, you know. But, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm muting myself because I'm coughing. Um Oh, absolutely. Just because especially it's it's in a it's an away game and we've been just dreadful away and uh, and we're coming off of a, a back of a really bad result. So, yeah, no, I mean, I think I, I, if a one one draw, no, I'm over the moon about that. Um, yeah, I'd be very happy about that. Josh, you disagree at all? It's, it's less about the, the point and more about not looking like crap, not looking disjointed, just having a game. Um, oh yeah, what Liz said. Uh, <laughs> having a Liz game. said depends on how we play too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I, I, if if we end up getting three points, but you know, we just luck into it. That's great. I'm glad we got the three points. I won't be sad. But if we look like crap, I'm going to be really disappointed. Like I just want us to actually look like we're not standing still. Um, what did I say during the <laughs> after the game was over? Uh, kind of in the Steel Army chat or in our Discord. Uh, I've seen slugs move with more agility. You know, I, I don't want to feel that. I don't want to feel that about this team because we're not a bad team. But yeah, so it, it's how we look. Get the point. Get three points if you can, but like, don't look like crap. That's what I want. <laughs> All right, so let me give you a hypothetical, Josh. We uh, one or two scenarios. We go into RGV. We park the bus. And we get a nil-nil draw. Are you happier with that? 
or if we go out and we see glimmers of the team that we saw earlier this season, but we lose three to two. Hmm. That's rough. That's rough. I don't know. Like, I, I, I feel like we also need the points, though. Like, if we don't get the points, we're, we're screwed. Like you said, it's almost halfway through the season. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, and that if those are my options, I would rather get the point just because we need points. Um, but I, if I was not thinking about the points as, as at all mattering, then obviously it just don't look like crap. It's still the, the key. Yeah. I, I, I think I agree with both you and Liz. Like we gotta look better, but I feel like at this point, I don't think that parking the bus is the way to do it, but at a certain point, the way you write the ship is you write the ship. And if we can't get any points on the road, then you get a point on the road and you fix that. And you say like, look, it's doable. We're going, we're getting a point and we're coming home and we're going to fix that part of our game. And then we'll focus on everything else from there. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think the other thing, it's like you can never just make a decision and have it have like no effect afterwards. It's always, if you do one thing and, you know, it interacts with another thing. And I think the, the balance and challenge that you have when you do something like change the way you play uh, mid-season to just try to get a result or you know stop bleeding or whatever um that's that can be a hard sell when you've been selling something else where, where all of a sudden if in, in the middle of the season the narrative has been i'm not saying this this is what it has been but let's say it has you know lily saying you know you guys are great you guys can score goals you know we're we're a great team we're just let's keep and then i'll you know he people go into training on monday and he goes we need to change we need to change how we play. We need to change how this, you know, you guys haven't been doing it well and blah, blah, blah. That's kind of like, wait a minute. Like what? Like, you know, is he losing confidence in us? Should I start losing confidence in myself and blah, blah, blah. And so I, I it, that could be a hard sell sometimes to try to convince players that you've been telling one thing all season that then all of a sudden go out and do something that you haven't been, you know, training for. Um, not saying it, that you shouldn't do it in any in any occasion, but it's just, you know, I think something that could be there. Something yeah. else to keep in mind is the, as far as like how good or how bad Rio Grande is, their table is so messed up in the West. Like the the team in first place has played 12 games. Uh, Rio Grande has played 15 games. Some teams have played 16 games. Like it's, it's all over the place. And like, it's just, I don't know what to tell from this table because it's no one's played the same amount of games. It it looks like first place has like 30 points. Uh, Rio Grande is sitting at 19 points. Um, But like if they win one game, they're, they're up in the playoff rounds. Like they're in like sixth place. So it's, it's weird. It's a weird table. Uh, (laughs) I, I have no clue. And I have never watched them this season, so I have no clue how good or bad they actually are. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So I think figure it out, guys. <laughs> like, I really don't know what else to say. It's just, I mean, we've used the word embarrassment a few times, but that's literally what that game was. I, typically under no circumstance will I stop watching a game just because I'm like, I'm, I'm frustrated by it, but it was everything. It was going down three goals. It was, it wasn't even the three goals. It was the, lackadaisical attitude of just everything they didn't they didn't get off the bus they just 
they rolled up and just thought they were going to win and they didn't put in the effort. And so it's like, if you're going to do, if, if that's how you're going to play, then like, why should we support you? Like you, you know, do you put in the effort? Like you change so quickly. (laughs) (laughs) This is early in the season. You were like, this is the greatest team ever. We're never going to lose. No, 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 no. no. Hold on. Hold on. I shouldn't even support you. If you put in the effort and you're losing, then I will happily put in the effort and support you. If you show up and put in zero effort, then like, but what are you asking your fans to do? I'll, I'll, but I'll push you to it. I'll, I would say, like, I will allow a statement like that to go unchallenged <laughs> if a club has been playing like that for two months. And I just don't think we've been playing like that for two months. I, I think that there have been signs of this for more than just this game. This yes. was not a just like, like the, it hasn't been it terrible. hasn't been this bad for too much. I agree that there's been hints that you know we haven't been in a good way, but I think this is the first time that it's like, oh crap. Like that but that's just me. Listen, I'm not gonna go anywhere. I'm obviously uh, here to stay no matter what. And I've seen this team be worse than what it is right now, far worse for seasons, not just you know, a couple games. Uh, but you know, it's going to ruin my day at least. <laughs> so uh, just be aware of that. You're ruining my day. <laughs> I'm yeah, interested. I, I'm interested in a general temperature check. Mike, you usually do this stuff and you usually do it like next game out. And I think in some ways that makes it just really difficult. I'm going to go a little bit further out. Maybe that makes it th- a little easier, not in general predictions, but just general, like trying to check where your head's at with this team. Where do you think, you know, at the end of the season, this this Hounds team finishes in the East first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, you know, whatever. Um, where do you think the likely position of, of this team is right now? I think beginning of the season, I was confident this team was going to be first or second in the East and like pushing to potentially be the top team in the league. Now, they have they have the ta- we've said this I don't know how many times in the show they have the talent they have the potential the fact that it's mental is that that's what is so maddening to me about this I I could honestly see us fourth or fifth in the East like I Josh, think that might be think? where this team the talent is there to be first in the East but like you got to be consistent to be first in the East like that's what Louisville does every friggin year is just consistency no i I agree and like i was gonna say like fifth uh was where i could see us landing if we stay the course that we are right now like if if it's you know hey we win some games at home by a lot but then we go away and we lose or like on the off chance draw like that's you know and then at home we we're you know drawing some winning some like it's just you know Hard to tell like if that's the way it's going to be yeah probably fifth um but I, this team has the talent that we can get higher up than that it's just you know that's where i'm seeing us right now i i think we finished top three still um I'm, I'm not too worried about this i think this is i think this is not a long-term trend i think this is something that's just gonna be a blip do, do you know what hurts kev i'm not mad i'm disappointed <laughs> <laughs> 
Like that's <laughs> that's what this is. That's what it is. If they were out there giving 150% and they were still losing, then you say, well, we're just not good enough. But we we know they're good enough and they're just not doing it. So that that <laughs> I'm trying to like, you know, bury the hatchet here and Harry's coming in going, you know, Louis only has one more win than the Riverhound. So yes, thank thanks, Harry. Appreciate it. <laughs> but um I know. I know. But look, here's the like Mike, I don't we give it. I don't give 150 percent of my job every day. I can tell you that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh. Yeah. Okay. We just, just like turn the page. Um, I'm not even going to talk about Tampa. We gotta, we gotta get through RGV this weekend, and we've all sort of said like a point is like just the 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 cost of entry. Like we gotta come home with a point. Like that's if we come home with nothing. Like well. I'm glad we're not going to be on the show next week, Kev. Um, but yeah, so that's what we think. Um, guys, we have a few more minutes left. Kev, I wanted to get your thoughts. Liverpool spending $100 million for a player. Nunez, thoughts. Are you upset that Mane's leaving? I mean, I honestly, I, I didn't really even know this Nunez guy existed before we were linked with him. This is this um, is Liverpool's thing. They always just like pluck these players out of obscurity and then they turn into Mo Salah. And you're like, what the frig just happened? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obscurity, yes. But at the same time, he did score like a ridiculous amount of goals last season in the Portuguese league. Um, like, no, he looks great. I mean, you know, he he looks good. He looks perfect for how Klopp likes to play. I think, you know, good age profile, 22. Um, this will end up being, you know, if add-ons continue um, as we expect them to, to continue, uh, it, it'll be the most, it'll be a club record. It'll break Van Dyke's um, transfer fee. Um, and yeah, I mean, on a pure numbers basis, no, I'm, I wouldn't make this comparison one, I haven't, like, up until this point, I don't, like I said, don't know who Nunez is, and it's really hard to compare leagues. But um, on a number standpoint, over the past, like, 18 months, he's pretty similar to Holland. I mean, they've both scored a similar amount of goals to games ratios. Um, I, Champions League, Nunez scored six goals in the Champions League this season for Benfica. He scored against Liverpool. He scored against Barcelona. Um, so... Yeah, I still think Holland's a great, a better player. I, I I think it's interesting how people are like making arguments like who's better. No, Holland. I mean, for me, he's better. Um, but I think it's great, and, and, and you know, it's I'm I'm really happy with it. Uh, Mane leaving. Yeah, I mean, it's it, look, hey, Mane and Salah and Firmino were out. Were we, they weren't going to pull a James Milner and stay here until they're 37. Um, so it was always going to happen. That he Mane did great things here and cool. Um, so I think the, the 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 hard part would be there's been scenarios in the past where Suarez leaves and we're like crap, we have no one. Coutinho leaves, crap, we have no one. Um, Liverpool have been really shrewd in bringing in really good players, like you said, from obscurity and just being like, oh yeah, Luis Diaz is good. Who that whoever the hell he was like in. So yeah, I'm not I'm not too worried. I think they played it out pretty well. My hate for City is like full bore once again because they bring in Holland and now they want to sign Calvin Phillips for a reported sixty million as well. And it's like, sure, just like buy everybody, just do it. Like, 
whatever. Although I did see, I watched a video right before this where it was talking about why Mbappe didn't go to Real. And apparently there was a moment where Real Madrid thought they were going to get both Holland and Mbappe. And then like they got neither. They got neither. So like, yeah. Um, I keep saying Real. Um, Another plug for if you haven't seen it, go look up the champions on YouTube. Yeah, that's uh, great. Riley loves it. She's like, when my kids are going to love it. Yeah. Yeah. My kids. Absolutely. We, we went all the way back and watched from season one through season six. Like they can, each, each episode is like five minutes. So like you can watch all of season one in 30 minutes. And so like before we were going to bed, we would watch it, but it's awesome because they've learned players in ways that like, I don't, they never would have learned just watching them on TV. Like there's an entire, <laughs> there's an entire episode where they send the youngsters from the champions league house to the Europa league hotel. And Jamie Vardy gives them a tour to like scare them. <laughs> and the whole time, Jeremy Vardy's just like crushing red bulls. And like his whole thing is just like to freak them out and think they're going to go to the Europa league. And now like Jamie Vardy's name is tossed around the house all the time, just because That's he's funny. like this caricature. Um, it's an animated show that uh, it spoofs is. these players, just so people know. Yes. <laughs> like yeah, it's not actually yeah, yeah, Vardy. It's not actually on the show doing something like that. This is all like a uh, kind of like I wouldn't even say it's. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the animation style. It's 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 pretty crude. It's like not South yeah. Park crude, but it's pretty crude animation style. Yeah. But it, it kind of reminds me of something like South Park. Have you seen it, Josh? Yeah, I've seen. Oh, okay, yeah, the yeah. caricatures are spot on though. Like I mean, Ronaldo I, and Messi and like. Yeah, I think Laurelin usually posts one every time it comes out. Well, not every time, but like, <laughs> uh, in our group chat. So yeah, uh, but yeah, hey, Everton might be getting bought, so that's cool. No, not really. Wait, really? Well, what? Yeah, what's going on there? I thought Everton, your owner had like a bunch of money. Yeah, Everton takeover reports emerged. Uh, apparently, uh, Peter Kenyon, he's like the guy who used to be the uh, former, let's see, our former Manchester United and Chelsea CEO, Kenyon is spearheading a group that includes blah, 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 a whole bunch of other people. Is it a nation and, state? That's what you need to know these days. Is it no, a no, nation no. state? Look like it. Then you're good. Is it Qatar? Is it Saudi? Is it yeah. business people? I don't know. And then the consortium is believed to be taking uh, advice from U.S. law firm, blah, 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 blah. Basically, it, early stages of a possible like offer to buy the club. But it doesn't, I don't think it's going to happen because I don't know why our owner would do it because he has money. So we'll see. I mean, what FSG is like a consortium, right? There, there was an opening of the champions that had LeBron James in it. And the boys were like, what LeBron James? I was like, (laughs) he owns part of Liverpool. Like, yeah, Yeah. it's a thing. So, and we also might be selling Richarlison to uh, Tottenham. Oh, really? Yeah. So who knows? It's all good. Like, I think Lampard's looking to like get five new players in in the offseason and some other stuff. So we'll see. Are there any hints and rumors at who he's looking at? That he Nothing that sounds there. interesting to me. Like all the players are like Burnley player or like, like right. stuff like that. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. That, that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mike, what so. about Villa? Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm excited. They, they got, um, uh, Bubakar Kamara, they got from uh, France, uh, who's supposed to be like this wonder kid holding midfielder um, that uh, 
uh, a number of teams were trying to get. So that was good. They brought in, oh, was it Diego Carlos? Uh, like he looks like a boxer. He's a center back um, from Spain. Uh, I think he paid for Madrid and then um, Atletico Madrid. They signed Coutinho. So I think that was like one of the big things. Yeah. Uh, but there's all sorts of rumors swirling about what's next. I was worried because their assistant, Michael Beal, who like apparently was like the brains of the operation, like Gerard was like the face and like the manager, but like Beal sort of managed the day to day practices and stuff. Beal left to go coach a championship side. And so everyone was like, what's going to happen? And then they brought in the manager of Blackpool who apparently like they actually somehow upgraded that position too. like the guy used to coach in Liverpool's Academy. He coached the head team or the first team at one point while a bunch of guys were out. Um, He like, he got Blackpool into promotion after his first year, like the team absolutely loved them. So I'm just waiting for, for more signings. It sounds like they're going to be getting players out now before they bring in anybody else in. But Gerard seems to be like all business, man. Most of his, most of the signings happened before like the window even opened. Cause he's like, you're getting in here. You're part of the team. You're going to show up the training camp. There's not going to be any excuses like, Oh, they showed up two days before. So like, I don't know. I, I remember when he did the Gary Neville podcast or whatever, and they were talking about players rolling up in super fancy cars. And Neville was like, how do you feel about that as a manager or whatever? He was like, He's like, I don't care if they can back it up. He's like, as long as they can back it up. He's like, if I see them in training and they miss their first touch, then I care. <laughs> like, but if you're out there and if you're the best in training, sure, drive a Ferrari, come in and do whatever you want. I forgot that Gerard played in MLS. Like, he played yeah. for LA Galaxy for a year or two, which is crazy. So, no, I'm I'm Aston Villa Twitter, man. I check that daily just to sort of see what's going on. And actually, you know, I'm not plugging them, but I've been fairly happy with the the coverage that the athletic has been putting together too, like behind the scenes stuff. And some of the videos they put out, I watched one today too, about like how Pirlo sees the game, which was very interesting. Apparently when he, he, he went from being a player to coaching Juventus's like U 21 team for like literally nine days. And then they were like, okay, now you're the first team manager, but like to do it, he put together like a booklet of like how he thinks that team should play. And the team made that public. And so like, they like broke down like how he talked about it and the science behind it. And I was like, Oh, that's fascinating. Um, But it's like players don't have set positions. You have roles and like your role can change depending upon where you move yourself into the field. But um, yeah, lots of good stuff from that. So yeah, Pirlo's cool. He's, he's really cool. He has great hair, um, great hair, and he always played with such calm and grace, and just ugh, he's like a swan. He's amazing. Like <laughs> we need swan. to end on that. Like he's swan. like a swan. <laughs> We're just gonna <laughs> after the episode we had, he plays like a swan. It's just like play, just look ugh. at some YouTube comps. That's, he's amazing. That's... That's the perfect way to end this. Guys, is there anything else uh, you wanted to talk about in this one? Nope. (laughs) All right.
Kev and I, <laughs> Liz just said, what is happening? Kev and I will not be here next week, and then I will not be here the following week. I will be at camp, so I'm going to be gone for two weeks. Um, so uh, I, f- I feel insulted by Liz saying what is ha- It feels like you don't know us. <laughs> like, this is what this is. Where have you been? Like, this is this is where we naturally go. Like, Listen, <laughs> in all honesty, I was kind of hoping the entire episode would be this. I didn't want to talk about the game at all. And I knew we could do this for like an hour and a half if we had to. But you know, we've had whatever. agile slugs and swans. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to Mongols. Well, um, thank you, everybody, for going on this journey with us, I guess. Uh, you know, this is your weekly reminder. Black Lives Matter. We are proudly part of the Beautiful Game Network, which is home to more than 100 volunteer writers and podcasters covering local soccer. Help us all keep doing what we're doing. Head to bgn.fm and click the donate button to help us cover our expenses. We appreciate your support. Otherwise, thanks, everybody. We will talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later. <laughs>